0: Podcast you've been looking for all along. Step into the life of urban exploration with guests from around the world. Welcome to No Tracers. Welcome to No Tracers. How's it going? My name is Kay. I am known as No.tracers on Instagram and No Tracers on TikTok. I also have a YouTube channel, just the letter K. If you guys want to see a visual version of this podcast, go to the Just The Letter K YouTube channel and you can actually see my guest's photos along with the audio that you will be hearing today. Super excited about this episode. I am talking to Free Life DJ. If you haven't seen his stuff on Instagram, definitely go check it out. His links are down in the description. So this podcast is all about urban exploring. If you are into exploring abandoned places or if you or your friend or your family, I don't know, whoever you know that likes abandoned places or likes listening to crazy stories tell them to check out this podcast if you're new to the show please hit that subscribe button so you get notified every time a new episode comes out which by the way is every single friday I'm trying to do more than one of these a week so if you want to be on the podcast if you want to share your urban exploration stories please hit me up at no dot tracers on instagram that's the easiest way to get in touch with me or you can email me at contact at no That is my uh, website as well, notracers.com. If you guys want to be on the podcast, I would love to have you. Let's schedule a time and we'll make it happen. Before we get into this episode, there's a few things I need to let you know about. First of all, I have a book out called No Tracers, An Urban Explorer's Diary. Thank you to the few people who actually picked up a copy during the last episode that you heard. I appreciate you guys doing that. It really helps me out. As an artist, and it just shows me that I should make a part two to my book. So, uh, no tracers, part two is coming out probably in 2022, probably the end of 2022. It just depends on how much I can explore in 2021 with all the, the COVID restrictions and things like that. The next thing I need to let you know about is that. If you are a veteran listener, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you like what you hear, please do me a huge favor and leave a rating and feedback on the show. Especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, there's a way to leave a rating and feedback. You just type in no tracers, click on the uh, the icon that shows my podcast, scroll all the way to the bottom and you will see other ratings and feedback. If you do leave a rating and feedback, I will actually send you a signed photo print from an abandoned place I've explored that you can put up on your wall. Absolutely for free. All you got to do is take the 30 seconds it takes to leave a rating and feedback, and it will help the podcast grow in the iTunes and whatever, the Apple charts is what I should say. I, I don't think it's really called iTunes anymore, right? Apple Music and Apple Podcasts. So, yeah, on the Apple charts, it helps us grow. So, thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. The last thing I need to let you know about is that I have a partner here on this podcast, and that is Liquid Death Water. If you've never heard of liquid death water, you're definitely missing out, and you should check out this ad I made for you in three, two, one. From the streams of the Austrian Alps comes a new kind of water. A water that is sure to raise you from your grave. If you're tired of buying cases of plastic water bottles that contain carcinogens and God knows what else, or if you're trying to lower your waste footprint, Liquid Death comes in beautifully rugged aluminum cans. Murder your thirst with a can of Liquid Death. Check the link in the description and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. Liquid Death. Murder your thirst. So if you guys want to check out some awesome Austrian mountain water, check out Liquid Death. Go to liquiddeath.com and use code just the letter K at checkout for 10% off your order. Or you can click the link in the description and it will automatically apply that coupon code for you. I get a little bit of commission every time you buy a case of water. So whether you buy one case of water or 30 cases of water. Yeah, I see you guys ordering 30 cases of water and using my discount code. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that. I do get a little bit of commission, so it goes a long way. So definitely stock up on your water for the year. It gives back to the planet, and it's better than plastic bottled water. Canned water is the shit. Let's be real here. All right, guys. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Free Life DJ, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience.
1: All right. So, hi, my name is DJ or Alex. You can call me either one. And I've been exploring for about two years now.
0: Okay, so relatively new. Uh, What got you into exploring in the first place? What made you catch this crazy bug that we have?
1: So, one of my friends came up to me one time and at work, he was like, hey, we're trying to prove that the see if paranormal is actually real. And no one, being someone who was a believer forever, Since a young age, I was like, I want to join because I want to show you because I've heard a lot of stories from my mom and she's the main reason I've got into paranormal and everything like that. And on that journey, we experienced a lot.
0: Like what got you into paranormal stuff? Like what was your first experience with that?
1: Honestly, I don't even remember my first experience because like I started doing like going to haunted places at a young age. So I really don't remember, but I remember like some of the craziest experiences I have, and that's what I'll be sharing on here.
0: Nice. So uh, tell me about your first exploration ever. Bring me into that day. What was it like? How was the weather? You know, like bring me into that that exploration that you went on the first time.
1: So the first time we went exploring, we went to a, a place what, what's not too far from here, far from here. What's in advance abandoned mental asylum what is known to be very haunted it was springtime so nothing should be cold well while we were there we experienced some cold spots and some things we will never forget and that's why i'm on here now to share some of them stories
0: oh yeah so for you um when did photography come into play like when did you pick up a camera and start documenting these journeys
1: Honestly, because like most people got like excited and wanted to see what I was seeing through my eyes. And I was like, I'll show you guys. And then it's kept on going and going and people started falling in love with it. So I fell more in love with the photography part and started taking it more serious. Wanted to do take more. I'm going blank on the word I'm looking for right now. But, like, better pictures and everything, and that's where I started getting a better setup, like, better camera and everything like that.
0: So, what are you shooting on? What's your camera uh, that you're operating on?
1: If I remember correctly, it's a Canon T3... Probably a T3i?
0: Yeah, Rebel? Yeah. Nice. Okay, okay, good. Uh, I love that. I'm, I started on Canon, I am on Sony now, but... You know, Canon was like my go-to when I first started exploring and I had a Canon 6D and, you know, would take it in places. But then I really wanted to shoot more video. So I, I switched over to Sony because I love the mirrorless. I love the 4K, the slow-mo, all that stuff. So I switched over to Sony and absolutely have loved it. Um, for you, as I know you're still like relatively new to exploring, you've only done it for a few years. But during that time, have you found... Um, any gear that you use every time you go exploring and and this could be like a backpack or the pair of shoes you wear or a flashlight or even your respirator if you wear one. Um, Do you have any gear recommendations for new explorers that are trying to get into the hobby?
1: Honestly, like I would recommend getting some comfortable shoes, getting some shoes if possible, some still toes because when you go inside these places, you don't know if you're going to step on a nail or something like sharp and it go right through your foot. I've gotten my cut, gotten my foot cut a couple times. Like during this, thank goodness it wasn't that bad, but still. And I would also bring a backpack, like with an external battery pack. Um, bring some wire, bring a gas mask, because when you're going in here, you're walking into a place what's probably been ban- abandoned for a while. And you got black mold and asbestos, and that's not good on your lungs by any means. And if you go there a lot, over time you can catch you can get cancer from it. And that's something that I we don't want as a whole, or we don't want anybody else getting. So that's why I always recommend that stuff.
0: Absolutely. And I I was joking around last night and I was saying like Man, I should make a, a a fake advertisement like you you know those like old mesothelioma uh, commercials they had on TV all the time. Like, yeah. Have you or your family member been diagnosed with mesothelioma? Then stop exploring abandoned places. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna throw it in the begin or at the very end of this this episode. I'm gonna throw in my like mesothelia with like the moody music and everything. So for those oh of you goodness. for those of you listening, please wait till the end to, to hear that. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> But oh, my God. So you're so you're so right, though. Like, you know, it's so important to wear a respirator, a gas mask. I've heard people say, like, you need to wear a full face gas mask because this can get in your eyes. And there's like all kinds of stuff. I know a lot of explorers uh, have a preference. I know some people that don't wear respirators at all until they go into a building that has like really bad asbestos. And then they get sick afterwards and they're like, oh, I regret not wearing one. You know what I mean?
1: Right, right.
0: And that's that's definitely what we what we want to avoid. Um, so I know you said you got a couple like cuts here and there, uh, you know, just doing urban exploring. But do you have any like crazy injury stories? Like, have you ever fallen through a floor or anything like that?
1: Actually, the first time I went to the mental asylum, like I was at the top floor, and I was so excited because I could finally go and go in. And I wasn't watching my footing by any means, and I'm walking through, and I. My foot all of a sudden goes through this wood floor, and I was like, oh, no, this isn't good by any means. So I yelled back at my friend, and he helped me get out, but I'm so glad I didn't fall through because it was about 10 feet up or so. Even though that probably's not gonna, probably is not going to do that much damage, I still didn't want to take the chance because, of course, I wasn't supposed to be there.
0: Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about the mentality of urban explorers? We're not like normal people, you know, it takes a very special kind of person to go into an abandoned building. So can you talk a little bit more about that aspect of it? Like, why do you do it? Like, what do you get out of it?
1: Honestly, it's just crazy to think that like people used to come here, like there's a school I like going to and it's just crazy to think that kids used to come here here for an education for then they could have a better life and everything like that. Because of course, education is important for somebody's life. But it's also crazy to just go to like a house and it's crazy that someone used to live here, but now it's just sitting here abandoned and you got rain coming through the roof. And we are definitely not like the normal kind of people per se but we do it mostly because i would say for adrenaline because you never know what you're going to find when you go inside these places
0: yeah definitely and i think that you know uh, on a uh, an episode i put out today with ma hiker biker uh, we're talking about we were talking about this concept of me opening up an urban exploration museum one day i have like a five-year goal to open up a museum and I know a lot of people find, like, cool trinkets and things in different abandoned places. Like, for example, I mean, I, I'm guilty of it. I've taken a few things here and there, you know, just little souvenirs. Like, I have a, an old film camera that I found in a house. And uh, I found, uh, I explored a, an abandoned glass factory in Pittsburgh. And it, it, they still had, like, porcelain figurines. So I have, like, a little set of, like, doves, like, a porcelain doves. And I know some people are against that and, you know, I'm not really like, I shouldn't do it, but you know, we, we all take things here and there, but uh, have you ever found anything like super interesting in, in an abandoned place?
1: Honestly, not really that interesting, but um, at that mental asylum I was talking about earlier, I was walking through one of the storage buildings and I came up on like a 1950s journey and um, an old, what is it? Artificial leg. And I was like, wow that's just crazy that it's been here for a while because this place is very much well known for like other people exploring it and everything like that and that stuff was untouched
0: wow that's amazing like i love that you found something like that like like that that kind of stuff like I would love to put that kind of stuff in this museum that I open up one day you know just just because it's so fascinating and and we could have like plaques that say like this is where this is from like this is how we found it like that kind of thing so that's definitely a huge goal of mine in the future
1: that would be definitely something I would be interested in checking out for sure
0: right? It's just so unique. And like, I don't think it exists yet. And so, I mean, if anybody wants to take my idea and implement it before me, I mean, whatever, go ahead. But like, I'm still going to do it one day. Um, and then let's talk about some of your scariest explorations. And you can talk about your, your paranormal stuff here. Um, I would definitely love to hear some more stories like that.
1: So the first time or the second time I went to the mental asylum, I decided I want to travel more in. And I was there with a friend who explored it more than i did so we were going up to the second floor and we came up on the ouija board i was like i'm not messing with that because i've only heard bad stories so i turned around there was about a seven foot figure all black dart from one side of the building to the other then my friend turns around and we both heard this blood curdling scream and we would know that there would be somebody else there because there is too much stuff on the ground So you'd hear them running or trying to hide or something like that. We heard nothing. And so we decided to leave after that. We get outside and his fiance was there at the time with us. And he was like, were you guys making loud noises? And we were like, no, not at all. And he said that like he was hearing banging and everything inside there. So we didn't know what to think.
0: Okay, that gives me the chills. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what do you do after that? You know, like, what was it like going home after that? Like, that night? Like, what were you thinking, like, when you got home?
1: Honestly, the scream just kept on, like, resonating inside my head. Like, did I just really experience that? Because, like, on the car ride home, we didn't talk about that. Probably because it both freaked us out so bad. But later on, we started... We talked about it and we were like, that is some of the most craziest, one of the most craziest things we've experienced wow. for paranormal wise.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah. Do you have more? Like, I, I want to hear more stories. Keep going.
1: Uh, so there was another time I was there during the spring at 30 a.m. And I came up on a cold spot. Well, it's springtime. Nothing should be cold. And all of a sudden, I felt like I was getting choked. And I told my friend, let's leave. And the next day, I woke up with a bruise on my neck, what straight up looked like a hickey. Like I could actually show a picture of it. And my girlfriend at the time thought I was cheating on her. And I was like, no, this is from last night. You were there with me. And I was like, look, if there's going to be evidence, this is going to be the evidence to prove people that the paranormal is actually real wow
0: yeah man it's the it's that kind of stuff like the physical marks on people that really like give it some uh validation if you will because i mean we can say we saw we saw stuff like all day long but until there's like actual physical real life like touched you evidence like a lot of people doubt it so if you do have a picture of that i would love to include it in this episode for sure
1: i'll send it to you but perfect Another thing I want to get out before I go any farther, protect yourself uh, spiritually wise, because the most recently I had something attached to me and I know it wasn't good because like when I'm taking a nap, it loved to wake me up. Like by having nightmares so bad that I jolted awake and I would feel its hands on me, like not on my legs, but on my chest, on my back and everything like that. Uh, So I would highly recommend like knowing know how to protect yourself before you do anything, any kind of exploring, even if there's no stories about it being haunted. You don't want to take the chance. Exactly.
0: Uh, Yeah. And I always like when I enter an abandoned building, the first thing I do is kind of like announce myself, you know, like, "Hey, hey, what's up? I'm here to explore. I'm not here to vandalize or you know, leave, leave anything. Like, I don't want to disturb anything. I'm here out of respect. I just want to document this place. Like, please don't attack me kind of thing. <laughs> it is crazy though. You know, like I've been into my fair share of places that are, uh, known to be haunted, uh, asylums, especially, uh, cause you know, a lot of horrible things have happened in, in asylums, especially back in the day. And so I, I think that, The more I do this, the more I want to be protected from those kind of things, from that spiritual element of it. And uh, there's this thing that I'm sure you've experienced as well um, that I think only urban explorers have really experienced. And it's kind of like I call it the darkness. And basically it's like you turn a corner and you see this like dark corridor, but it's not just dark. It's like the darkest form of black. It's like looking into a void, like a black hole. Like, have you ever experienced that?
1: I have. And actually, I experienced that recently when I was at the same place, of course, because like this is the place where I want to get adrenaline from experiencing something. I go there and there's a museum on the lands and up on the second floor, there's an exit sign, with the door was always open. Well, we walked by there, that door, you couldn't see that exit sign. And we went back around, and that's when we saw the exit sign, and we were like, oh, something was staring at us.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, dude. That's insane. Like, those kind of stories. Like, I love hearing this kind of stuff because it's so there's so many people in this community that denounce the paranormal stuff. They just don't think it exists or whatever. And I think it's mostly because they haven't experienced enough of it. And I think that the more you experience it and the more you expose yourself to it, the more, uh, the more it shows itself, you know, which is probably why every time you go back to this place, like you experience something different or, you know, the same kind of things. And I remember hearing this, uh, this story about what paranormal, uh, entities or things like that, like what they could be. And you know how, like a lot of people that go to the same place will, tell you they've had like a similar experience. Like uh, there's a a spirit that walks from one end of the hallway to the other end of the hallway. Like, you know, stuff like that.
1: Yep. I've heard that many times.
0: Yeah. So there's this theory that like spirits are trapped in that location and they replay like a tape recording or like a VHS recording because it's the energy and like the, the whatever microbes in the air. And so that's why they keep doing the same action over and over and over again, like walking from one end of the hallway to the other. And that's why multiple different people, you know, note of experiencing the same thing because that spirit is trapped in that little dimension in time. And so it's like just trapped in its little tape recording, just looping forever. It's absolutely fascinating.
1: It it, it truly is because like... I've experienced stuff like that while at the asylum and it's like, Oh, it's just that spirit again. Mm -hmm. And it's just replaying that action.
0: Yeah. It's nuts. It's like a crazy theory, but I mean, it, kind of makes sense. You know, once you like really think about it, like these things are, are replaying themselves. And of course there's like darker energies that like you were talking about attach themselves to you. And I think that's a totally different thing altogether, but you know, just the, the, the spiritual energy that repeats itself, I think it, it might be like trapped in its little area. And I, I just think that's super fascinating. And I'm curious to hear what the audience thinks about all this stuff. Um, so if you guys are listening to this and you have any opinions on it, uh, drop a, you know, a comment under the Instagram TV video that I make on this, uh, super curious to hear about it. Um, so do you have any like scary exploration stories about, uh, running into the police or anything like that?
1: Yes. So, of course, at the asylum again, there was a time I took my friend there because she wanted to start getting started exploring. So we were walking out and all of a sudden this guy peeks his head down and he was like, you guys need to get the hell out of here. When you guys are leaving, I'm going to be taking a picture of your license plate. And if you come back here, you're going to be arrested. So I was like, look, we're not doing anything like spray painting up the place or vandalizing it, or damaging it by any means. So he was finally realized, look, I'm just here taking pictures and that's it. So he finally chilled down and apologized and everything like that. But there's been other close calls where I've almost gotten caught by the police and everything like that. But I usually don't, it's usually because of other people. And that's why I don't really take that many people exploring. I usually take them to a place, test them, see how they're going to explore. And if I am okay with how they're exploring and the vibes they put off, then I'll take them to other places, which not many people are really, damn it, I'm going, um,
0: like, not many people, like, pass that test kind of thing?
1: Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Even though, and a lot of people, they was like, oh, we can't find a way to get in. Let's break it down. And I'm like, look, no, we're not here to do any damage to the building or anywhere mm-hmm. by any means. Because that's how us urban explorers get a bad rep. And we already have a bad rep as a whole. Yeah. And I'm trying to take that rep away.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've got a couple friends here and there that, you know, have lock picking kits and crowbars and like they're they they're just like we got to get in this place. And I'm like, "Yo, if the door's not open, like I don't need to go in, you know? Like I'm not trying to get in more trouble than we could already get in for doing this kind of stuff, you know?" So, I'm I'm definitely with you on that. Um, do you have a favorite exploration overall?
1: Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Uh, So there was a place and not too big of a town, but out in the boonies, there was an abandoned house. Well, in that, in the backyard of the abandoned house, there was a plane. It was just half the plane, but it was the cockpit. And so you could get in there, take pictures, take pictures of you in there and everything like that. So it was insanely cool just seeing that because mostly like you see only the big interesting items like that online so actually being able to see that in person was like wow this is cool um but i went there many times but sadly the last time i went there the plane was gone so i really haven't been back Mm.
0: got you yeah man like finding stuff like that i i recently there was a new spot that popped up in uh los angeles where i live and um it's a, an abandoned SWAT training facility, like where the SWAT team used to train. And like at the, at, on the outside of it, it's basically surrounded by a metal fence, but on the outside, there's like a burned out bus and like a burned out aer- part of an airplane. And like that kind of stuff is so cool to me, like seeing, you know, pieces of big things like airplanes at abandoned places. And I know there's like abandoned rocket shuttles in, I think it's in like Ukraine or like somewhere over in Europe, but Uh, yeah there's some crazy stuff out there and I like I love I'd love to see more airplanes and things like that like littered uh so fascinating to me um and then can you talk a little bit about social media like what has that done for you have you been able to like connect with other people um through social media like tell me a little bit more about that
1: I have been able to connect uh, with a couple people through social media like a couple people who wanted to start exploring so I told them look You come out with me, I will show you how to protect yourself and everything like that. That way, if you walk into like something that you're not supposed to or you have something like attached to yourself or uh, try to attach to you, you know how to protect yourself and everything like that. Like there's, of course, going to be a couple of rules like for like exploring, because, of course, you don't want to get caught by any means because we're not supposed to be here. So I've had a couple people join me and everything like that, and thank goodness to social media, I've been able to get like other locations. Like there's a state over what has a women's prison what I've been wanting to explore, and then we have a bigger city, what has a lot of abandoned places what I've been wanting to explore also, but that's a little bit more risky. So I've Mm -hmm. been waiting on that, but with social media, I love just trading places like for other places I haven't been to yet. So it's definitely a blessing.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've, I've been able to connect with so many people through, through like Instagram and uh, just to be able to not only find spots and share spots, but also connect through things like this podcast, you know, like without Instagram, like a lot of people wouldn't know about, you know, what I do and, and I wouldn't be able to find other explorers to go exploring with, frankly, you know? And so I, I think we have a lot to, to thank Instagram for, for bringing us together as a community. And, you know, there's also obviously downsides to it. Uh, you know, people trying to get spots that are complete strangers, things like that. You know, the Facebook pages are pretty toxic. So I try to like stay away from those, but, um, yeah, overall, I think I think mostly Instagram has been like super vital for this community. So, yeah, big props to to Instagram for that. Um, do you have a prefer- a preference on exploring alone or with people?
1: I uh, usually, I like you doing it alone because I know at the end of the day, I know what I'm doing, and I don't have to worry about like myself being too loud to be, like exploring or too loud while exploring a place because of course I'd rather keep the noise down that way. Nobody knows that I'm there by any means because I've had some people who join me and they're way too loud and they got their flashlights and they're flashing it up and everything like that. And I'm like, look, we can't be caught here and they don't want to listen. And I'm like, okay, I'm not,
0: gonna say some people just don't know how this operates you know like it's it's not that difficult guys just don't be loud in these places like we're we're not trying to get caught here
1: exactly exactly and i've heard too many stories and i've been caught once thank goodness but i'm not trying to get caught again
0: yeah 100 percent um do you have any bucket list places goal like goal places that you want to visit that you haven't been to you i know you mentioned that women's prison uh like a like a state over uh do you have anything else that you are dying to hit
1: there's a huge theater which like up in the bigger city i was talking about earlier what has like three floors this huge stage and a second floor for like just seating and everything like that. And then there's another place. I think it's called Pervolia. It's right off of Italy. It's it's also known for being called Plague Island. And I watched a video not so long ago where exploring with Josh, he went there and I was like, that is one place I've been dying to go to. Um, But there's, I got many places like all over the United States and all over the world. And it's just like, I just need a plane ticket right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so for those listening, uh, Plague Island is a small Island located between Venice and Lido um, in the Venetian lagoon. I mean, you can look it up on Google or whatever, or you can watch Josh, Josh's video. Um, but basically it, in at the beginning of 1776 this place was used to quarantine people suffering from the plague. So and then it was later converted to like a mental hospital. So it's a super interesting place and uh like imagine like during COVID if if there was like an island that everybody that got COVID was shipped to and they were just like go die on this island. Like that's basically <laughs> what this place was.
1: Crazy. It truly is because people who have been there said that the island is probably made up of mostly just human ash and Mm -hmm. that's just scary to think that I could be walking on someone's dead body
0: yeah definitely and
1: there's also other stories of people's people finding like other human bones there and it's like wow
0: yeah absolutely no it's like that that place is one of the creepiest places I think that you could visit and like the fact that josh went there like i'm trying to get him on the podcast he's so busy but uh i spoke to him recently so hopefully we can make it happen so i can hear him tell me more about going there you know um but yeah super super interesting and fascinating place um and then if you could live in one place you've explored for a week which place would it be
1: oh man oh like say it was
0: comfortable, um, like you had a bed or like whatever, but like, which place would you would you live in?
1: That's hard, honestly. That's hard because the school, um, it's not in the nicest area of, like, the state I live in. Uh, I would say the mental asylum, but like, I'm not trying to wake up to having something <laughs> touch me or like hearing just some more screams or yeah. child voices that I've encountered there or something like that. Um, so I would, I'm going to have to go with the, the house Well, mm-hmm. I have the plane in the backyard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That would be sick. Definitely. <laughs> and then uh, the last question I have for you is what is something, you know, now that you wish you knew when you started exploring?
1: Like I said, knowing how to protect myself because that would have helped me in the long run. And also knowing people better than just telling them, Hey, come explore with me because I've had people join me. And the only thing they put off is bad vibes and I can't get along with bad vibes by any means and everything like that. So I would recommend like people knowing the people they know, making sure like everything's good with them. Even though earlier I know I said that I've joined a couple people or I've had people join me, I actually talked to them for a little bit and everything like that. I'm not the one who's just like, oh, yeah, just come join me, even though we don't know absolutely anything about each other.
0: Mm. Definitely. Yeah, that is super important that you know the people you're taking into these places because, I mean, I've heard – I remember hearing this story, and actually there's a YouTube video with it. There's this guy in London. His name is Nightscape. Uh, He he does a lot of rooftops and things like that, travels a lot. And uh, he went and explored the Paris catacombs. And he was actually, it was him, a friend of his, and this guy on Instagram that was from Paris that was like, hey, I'll take you guys down into the catacombs. Like, I'll show you around. I know it very well. I've explored it a lot. So they were like, cool, let's do it. So they meet up in Paris, go down into the catacombs, and the guy that was from Paris robbed them in the catacombs and left them there. And just, like, ran away and left them in the middle of the dark in the catacombs. And they didn't know how to get out. They didn't know which way was up or down or left or right. Like, And, like, so in the YouTube video, they're basically like, "Our our flashlights are dying, our phones are dying. We don't know what to do. It's been three hours. We're literally stuck in the catacombs right now. We'll try to update you if you find this camera. Like, we died, you know, kind of thing. And the crazy thing about the Paris catacombs is that some of the locals in paris will actually go jogging like running in the catacombs because there's no traffic like there's no cars you know so they can just like run around in the catacombs so this dude was jogging in the catacombs and like happened upon them (laughs) and helped them get out of the catacombs and that's the only reason they got out was because this random ass dude was running in the catacombs that day
1: Yeah. that's just crazy to think oh yeah i'm just gonna go jog next to dead bodies right? and go, i'm not even phased
0: <laughs> yeah not even phased apparently it's a thing man i don't know like parisians are crazy like that they would do some shit like that but yeah if you if you haven't seen that video you definitely got to go check it out nightscape paris catacombs just everybody go watch that video it's absolutely insane so uh thank you so much for coming on the podcast um can you drop your social media uh let let people know where to find you if they want to keep following your journey?
1: Hey no problem thank you um my instagram is free live d j and that's where you can see pictures like from where I've explored and everything like that. Sometimes I post videos not that often, but you'll find a wide variety of like different things you'll find on my instagram, mostly just exploring videos, but you'll also probably find like me talking about COVID because I'm tired of it Uh, and me going to concerts because I like posting about my life and everything like that. All
0: right. That was my episode with Free Life DJ. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and leave a rating and feedback. And now, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary people, it is time for my mesothelioma ad with a touch of urban exploration music. Here we go. If you were a loved one, was diagnosed with mesothelioma, you may be entitled to financial compensation. No, I'm just kidding. You did it to yourself. Why'd you explore that abandoned place without a respirator on? What were you thinking? This is your fault. You did this to yourself. You decided to take the chance Risk your lung safety. For what? For an adrenaline rush? So you could breathe in that asbestos? Well, I'm here to tell you that you really fucked up. 3M. Get your respirator today. Amazon link in the description. Hello mesothelioma commercial people. I would like to do the voiceovers for any future advertising that you have. Um, Thank you so much. My name is Kay. I hope you enjoyed that advertisement for 3M respirators. If you guys want a respirator, I have an affiliate link to Amazon down in the description at the very bottom. Go get a respirator today and I get a little bit of kickback every time you use one of those Amazon links. There's also stuff down there for uh, backpacks, shoes, lights, camera gear, all kinds of stuff. Check out the description and uh, I'll see you guys next week with another episode of no tracers the urban exploration podcast thank you for enjoying i'll talk to you very soon stay strong keep enduring go out go explore something and remember leave no trace